Hello and welcome all agents, trainers, Pikmin bloomers, ballers, eighth wall advertisers, and our beloved explorers and wayfinders to number 44. That's right, episode 44 of the Wayspotters podcast. Wayspotters is proudly brought to you by the Pokemon Professor Network, home to lure it up, special conditions, gotta watch them all, and of course, Wayspotters. The Pokemon Professor Network is powered by you, the community. If you would like to support the show, you can do so for as little as $1 US a month. This provides you access to the Patreon-exclusive Discord full of fantastic people. And any of our patrons will be able to join us for episode number 45, which will be which we will be recording soon. So stay tuned to all of our socials and everything because it's going to be crazy. You want to join, don't you? You really want to be part of episode 45. Anyways, I'm always joined by my other host from Down Under, who is actually an hour later away away from me now because of this silly thing we have in the U.S. called Daylight Savings. Lachlan, how's it going, sir? Look, some less evolved parts of Australia do Daylight Savings as well, as I remember having a great chat with Fish on a Heater about uh, when we did a guest appearance on the Waylords podcast, how we confuse them with the five time zones of Australia. And I'd even in talk about like the territories that Australia has, you know, sort of some control over with even more complicated situations. So it's always a fun time when time zones change. So we had originally scheduled this to be like an 11 PM recording. And then and we're like, oh, we'll have to move it. I'm like, okay, 11.30, 12 midnight's fine for me. And then I realized, wait a second, Jamal is going to have an extra hour's sleep tonight, which is funny because this is exactly how we started our chat with Milo last episode, which has just yes, dropped. it sure Where we were talking about how he got an extra hour's sleep last night. So if you want an extra hour's sleep, come on the show. Well, you know, this potentially possibly could be the last daylight savings time in the u.s there's a bill in our congress and house of representatives to do away with it so possibly this could be the last one so yes but i think they want to keep you in the future not in the past um, when that end shift happens well um, as as long as it doesn't mess with the podcast i'm fine because that means i'm up really early or you're up really late and i don't know maybe we need to squeeze our time zones a little bit closer together Oh, Jamal can do more night recordings and I can do more morning recordings. But you know what happened this weekend, Jamal? What's that? Well, Niantic broke Pokemon Go again, so nothing new for us down under. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I had a lovely chat with someone saying, oh, why didn't you do your battles? I'm like, well, I was intending on doing the battles for Stardust, but then the mill tank hours were broken, so people weren't going to be participating in Go Battle League anyway because they wanted Stardust. Or if they wanted mill tank, they wanted to do the mill tank hours, and then mill tank didn't work. And then it's like, all right, we'll just turn it on to late PM. I'm like, so America gets a 25 hour Go Battle day, and we get a barely functional four hours of mill tank instead of three hours. And like New Zealand gets barely functional one hour. Kiribati Island actually got, I think, negative time with the mill tanks. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just right. saying. Well. If you listen to the last episode of Lured Up, Ken was <sighs> saying that Australia should get all of the Safari Zones next year to kind of make up for as much as you guys get screwed over. And I well, support that because then I can find the, a way to get to Australia. Someone in the patron community made a jab of like, oh, well, we had 2017 GoFest break. And I'm like, yes, and Niantic gave you the largest bundle of poker coins available, expanded that gameplay across the whole city, and let you loose. And gave you a free Lugia, which is for some reason a costume Pokemon. 
So don't you tell me that your one experience with GoFest not working equates to every event breaking. So when we had, we'll get to it in the news, the golden stops work as intended. It was a blessing. But then the next day things broke. So nothing changed. We have a guest, but before we introduce the guest, I, I, I just want to point out that sometimes events will start in APAC. And you guys will have started the event before you get the notification. I think that's hilarious. And I think oh, that like recently so... I've been getting the spotlight hour push notification at half an hour into the spotlight hour. <laughs> or like I got the radar notification, say radar is on now with like a minute to go on radar. And I'm like, great, cool. Thanks guys. I appreciate this. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Well, my like f- I favorite said, thing is when you get the community day notifications after the community day ends. Yes. I haven't had that happen in a while, but I do remember that in the past. Well, Lachlan, as I said, we have a special guest today, and I'm very excited. He is a resident Pokemon professor of science and technology. Also, he's a writer and editor at Pokemon Go Hub. We present to you, Wastepotters listeners, Pokemon Professor Glau. And while he isn't linked to the Pokemon Professor Network, he we are happy to include him now as our official friend of the show. So, Chris, welcome aboard. Yes. How are you? <clears throat> Thank you. I am good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. I sort of went over here. the term was the last 24 hours, but I did go out and get a coffee at 11.30 p.m., so I should be right for this midnight recording, because I don't drink coffee. Jamal knows this. This is a rare treat for me. Yeah, so people who are dealing with Lachlan for the next little while are going to be going to be in, in for it. So I, I feel now, sorry for anyone who has to review nominations I'm going to do while I stay awake tonight. <laughs> now, <laughs> Professor, you're a Pokemon guy, and people are probably wondering why the Wayspotters podcast would want to talk to you. But you've recently written a phenomenal article about Wayfarer, and uh, when I read it, I was like, dang, we really need to get this guy on. Lachlan and I really need to talk to this guy. So... Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Chris. Like, first of all, tell us like who you are and what your connection to Pokemon is, and then tell us your co- connection to Wayfair. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, thank you. Um, I'm really glad that you guys like the article. I put a lot into it. Um, my name is Chris. I live in Ontario, Canada. I have been playing Pokemon Go since it launched in 2016, and... I tried to level up my Ingress account to, to join the Wayfarer program way back when, but I just I couldn't get into it. So when they launched it with uh, Pokemon Go in, I think it was 2019, I jumped all over it and got to work on the SLs and created a whole, I think it was 25 stops around my hometown in like two or three months. So yeah, I've been hooked ever since. That's fantastic. And we'll, we'll dig into that a little more because I want to talk to you about, you know, you said the S2 cells. I want to dig into that a little more. But secondly, now we talked about this article. Now you work for GoHub, right? Is that correct? I do. Yes. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what GoHub is if they're not familiar with it and what your role is with GoHub? So Pokemon Go Hub is uh, a website dedicated strictly to Pokemon Go. Um, we do news articles, so any events that are coming, any breaking news, do raid guides. We have a lot of PvP articles, so if you're looking for a good PvP team for whatever cup is coming up, we have all you covered there. All the data mines, that's what I specifically cover usually. We're all over the data mines from the Pokeminers. Uh, that sort of stuff. And I'm, uh, I've am i been a writer since 2019 and an editor for the last two years now. 
All right. Fantastic. That's very interesting. I know a lot of our listeners who play Pokemon Go are really interested in the data mine. So you, so you're kind of on the cutting edge when, when something new comes out, you kind of know about it before everybody, right? Does that kind of make you feel good there? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I like, <laughs> I like having the insider knowledge there. Right. And it was I'm interesting because with- the, the, when that new coin Pokemon dropped, everyone was freaking out because apparently it was leaked by the Pokeminers, right? So it was Pokemon Go was a little well, bit ahead of the curve there. Okay. Like when it, the assets dropped into Go, it was like four hours before Kiribati Island or Spurfer Island as we'd like to call it mm-hmm. is due to start. So like that was when Niantic was actually at the office and could do like final checks that had actually worked before they went home for the weekend. So like in this instance, I think four hours before it releases is not the worst time for them to do it. Right. (laughs) You know, so assets can download. I know a lot (laughs) of people are upset because how dare we now have to mute Pokeminers for spoilers about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And I'm like, um, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you're following this, they literally spoil a Pokemon game every five minutes. Yes, that's their job. That's their job. So, Chris, I understand you have a YouTube channel, correct? I do, yes. So now if we sent our listeners to your YouTube channel, which we are, we'll make sure all of your work is, is linked up in the show notes. Um, cool. What would we find if we went to your YouTube channel? I focus mostly on kind of uh, guides for new features, um, raid guides, news and information, stuff like that. Okay. All right. And I had a chance to watch a couple of your videos and I thought they were pretty entertaining. And like all YouTubers that we've had on the show, I love your guys' thumbnails. It's like, I'm sure you spend most of your time trying to figure out the right reaction, you know, trying to look surprised for the thumbnail. Or do you just kind of get lucky and find the, the one you want? I spend an exorbitant amount of time on graphics and stuff for my channel. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's well done, and we appreciate it. Well, Chris, Mm -hmm. we're going to jump into your article here in just a second. But before we do that, we want to go over to Lachlan and talk about the news. Let's go. New intro. It's the new intro. It's the new intro. New, new, new intro. New intro for the news. All right. So as seems to behold us these days, we're recording this. For me, it's the 7th of uh, November right now. So we're recording this literally minutes after the last episode has dropped. So for context, if what we're talking about feels like weak old stale news, I'm sorry. So obviously you heard our emergency broadcast about the Wayfarer app throughout the week. It's now on the Google Play Store in addition to its test flight release. And a lot of people have been asking us, how do I log in? It's not letting me log in with Google. For now, you can't use the login with Google button. You have to use the login with Lightship button. But fear not, because Lightship accounts are free. And to create one, you just go to lightship.dev and then create an account with Niantic there, and you can use that to log in. Just remember, whatever email you use on your lightship.dev account will be the email you'll get your emails from Niantic if your nomination is approved. We've only seen nominations get sent out emails for approvals. So I assume that will work the same for edit suggestions. And based on what we've been seeing, these edit suggestions are going through regular Wayfarer. We've not yet seen or reports of at the time of recording of nominations going from the Wayfarer app into normal voting, but they probably could. Some of them are probably going to Niantic for quality control to check that everything's working. But I wouldn't expect that to be the case for long because otherwise they'll probably have 
to shut off nominations. It's something that Testone's been warning everyone in the Wayfarer discussion Discord. So the app is out. You can submit nominations from anywhere in the globe. So I've actually spent a little bit of time in the last 24 hours going through some rejections I have had that I don't want to appeal, um, which are more than my normal submission range from home and going through and putting them back in, which is quite cool because obviously you've got the camera roll. I did try to go submit Niantic headquarters and it took me 42 minutes to slowly scroll around the world to Niantic's headquarters in Chicago. And by the time I put uh, a photo of Niantic's logo, which I definitely didn't take off a web browser on my phone, the app had restarted. So I decided not to spend another 42 minutes trying to find Niantic again because I find it humorous that their headquarters is not a Niantic waste spot. Interesting that it was 42 minutes. 42 is the meaning of life. Yes, and when you can't zoom out very far on a map, having to go from Australia instead of just blindly scrolling across the ocean, I had to go up through PNG, up through Russia, through Russia, down through Canada. It took a long while to slowly scroll around the world on a map screen with that level of zoom. So if you are wanting to submit outside of your normal bubble, just sort of stick to things in places you have been somewhat local but are just outside of that range. Um, but with edits, you can search for street addresses to submit your title edits, description edits, location edits, and photo editions. So if you know of the NBA All World Waste Spots, if you're in Australia or in Canada and that don't have any pictures, use the Wayfarer app to suggest photos for these locations or mark them as duplicates if they're a duplicate. Okay, so that's the Wayfarer app covered. Now, Golden Stops at the end of Community Day Classic. At 5 p.m. local time, Pokestop started going golden. These replaced rocket encounters, and I think it's quite creative that the way that Niantic was able to shadow code this without us figuring it out over the span of a couple months. Uh, and a little Pokemon, which we now know is titled Gimme Ghoul, in its roaming form, would start to follow you around the map in this way. These golden stops were amazing because they were giving 10 plus items per spin. They lasted until 5 p.m. on Sunday. However, I'm looking around on my little nearby and I still see three golden stops out of about the 40 stops I can see from my place. So they're out there with the same spawn rate that grunts normally do in your area. <sighs> Which I think is exciting because so many items after Community Day, Jamal, I now have, after finishing Community Day of a proper grind, my bag is back up to 1,600 Ultra Balls. I ended Community Day with 700. And I went up 1,200 Great Balls from these spins. Did we just I get a heavy sigh on the news? We haven't even gotten to the topics and we got our yes. first heavy sigh of the episode. Yes, and I got 30 coins. So you guys, while we're recording this, still have the afternoon to go out. I'm very thankful that my Pokemon Ball Plus is spinning again. So I was not killing the environment this week. And if you hear 43, you'll know what I mean uh, when it comes to getting out there and spinning and sending gifts. All right, so that's Gimme Ghoul sort of covered, but you'll be able to encounter Gimme Ghoul, the Pokemon that's been running around on the map. Once Scarlet and Violet release, there'll be a way to connect your Pokemon Go account to Scarlet and Violet, similar to the mystery boxes for Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. But you don't have to transfer anything to Scarlet Violet, you just have to connect your Go to Scarlet Violet, and you'll be able to catch Gimme Ghoul in Pokemon Go. Uh, but only in its roaming form. It has a secondary form in Scarlet and Violet where it's in a treasure chest which is what all those coins seem to be linked to. I wouldn't be surprised if the roaming form requires a certain amount of coins in your bag to be able to transfer into the chest form, which is probably what those coins are going to be used for. 
It's a ghost type, which is cool because we're getting lots of new ghost types. Now that's the Pokemon Go news out of the way. Okay, eighth wall. Now I sort of joked last week that every time I even contemplate talking about eighth wall, so much news about eighth wall comes out. Now I'm going to, before we talk about the huge update on eighth wall, I'm going to count the amount of tweets that eighth wall has put out since our last chat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Now these include something to do wait with- a minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute, No, 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 no counting, no bedings, Jamal, just let's go through it. What The do, Super Bowl. What happens if you multiply 21 by two? It's the meaning of life. Okay, there you Coca-Cola, go. Coca-Cola, right. Paramount Pictures, Johnny Walker, Wayfarer, Toblerone. All of these brands have released something. Tiffany & Co. All of these brands have done something with Niantic and the 8th Wall in the last week. And so many more, like Yoplay, Jamal. Yoplay, the yogurt brand. I love Yoplay. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> So what's exciting about 8th Wall is it's now officially a Wayfarer t- product because any 8th Wall developer, Niantic has made a bunch of databases completely open source for those developers to do basic AR gameplay using Wayspots. Now this means your Pokestops, your Ingress portals, and your Lightship only locations. So you guys could be, maybe you scan a vending machine and it pulls up in your Safari web browser a Niantic overworld map, which looks really familiar if you play the Niantic games. And then you're at this Coke machine and you look at it and there's a Coke machine and you tap on this Coke machine and all of a sudden, it's your waste spot that you submitted that never got into the other games. So Jamal, literally every single brand in the world could use your waste spots now, especially the lightship only ones. So that they have a point, me- they have a use and it's to make Niantic more money. That makes me very happy because they get to read all of my really colorful descriptions. Uh, the stage descriptions aren't included. Oh, well, then that's not good because <laughs> everybody needs to read the colorful things that I write. <laughs> I put a lot of thought into those. So, my goodness. This is further reminder that if you are nominating, please try and be as true to the real world as possible because this is going to start impacting other aspects. And if this fails, Wait, hold on. Niantic that, fails. That- does that, um, what about my what's a few meters between friends? How does that factor into this, Lachlan? Well, what's a few meters between multi billion dollar companies, Jamal? And how much of those multi billion dollars do I get? How much okay, of those, Jamal, multi- what's my Jamal, Jamal, imagine you encounter a Karen and she's very upset that she took little Timmy to go on their mobile phone in their Safari mobile app on her iPhone to play the Candy Crush real world simulator. They go to a location. Timmy says, Mummy, we need to go to the playground at blah, blah, blah park. Mummy takes her to the playground and Timmy is standing at the playground but can't interact with the location. And Mummy said, you said we had to go to the playground. So that Karen writes to that company and that company severs ties with Niantic. Niantic probably looks at who put that waste spot in the wrong place and might put a penalty on their account. So not hold saying they will do this, hold, Jamal. I'm not saying they will do this, but you now have Wait to be careful friends with your few you minutes between You are throwing friends. out some accusations there, sir. I have never, wait, yeah, I have never put a waste spot in the wrong place. Now, if there's a playground and let's say there's a merry-go-round, Jamal is not going to put the pin in the center of the 
merry-go-round, Jamal's going to look at which cell is most advantageous to the player, and it's going to be somewhere on the merry-go-round. It might be on the side, it might be on the end, it might be on the back or the front. However, it will be within a few meters of the I'm just saying, Jamal, you have to be careful who you tell just to have a few meters between friends with, because Karen's could result in you losing your Pokemon Go and Wayfarer accounts. I'm not worried about Karen's. Anyway, let's continue with the news. I think you got something to say about Pikmin, right? Yes. So outside of Eighth Wall, just having a smorgasbord of stuff, and I'm sure for next week, because they're having their Lightship World Tour at the moment, as we record, of course. Niantic is literally putting out news while we're recording. I love that for us. But it's the Pikmin Blooms one-year anniversary. So this is exciting. They are doing some really cool stuff. And actually, as we're recording this, I've had the Pikmin Bloom pop up for the first anniversary event. Now it goes for more than a week, so I want to cover what's happening. So as you're listening to this, it does technically end on November 15th, even though it was originally planned to end on November 14th because Pikmin Bloom had an issue that affected the Asia-Pacific time zones for about four hours and they gave everyone a whole day extension. I, I think other parts of Niantic should listen to this and realize, hmm, whole day extensions in addition to free stuff in game? I like it. And clear communication. So what you've been able to earn this week through Pikmin Bloom, because as you're listening to it, it's going to be already gone. All former Community Day medals are back. And to unlock them, you have to plant special types of flowers linked to those Community Days. You'll see all of that in your Today view in Pikmin Bloom. And as you're listening to this as it drops, you have until midnight on Sunday the 13th to finish those planting challenges. So get out there, plant your flowers, especially if you're participating in 90 Community Day on Saturday the 12th, Saturday the 12th, because you'll be able to earn the November medal as well. Now, happy birthday, Pikmin. Pikmin also has another event coming out later in the month, which I'm super, super excited for. And it is starting the day that this episode drops, or technically the day after now because of the extension to the anniversary event, but the Pikmin 3 Deluxe event. Now, Pikmin 3 is my favorite Wii U game, and it's my second favorite Switch game. So I have so much praise and love for this game, so I'm beyond ecstatic that we're having an event tie-in for my favorite Pikmin game from the 15th of November to the 9th of December. This is a big boy, and I cannot wait to see what is going to unfold in this event. I was going to talk about some other news, but I just looked at how long I've talked about the news for today, and I think we have a guest here, and I don't want to take too much more of Chris's time before he falls asleep from all the Niantic news, but (laughs) here we go. So I just wanted to say Niantic, Pikmin Bloom team, love your social media presence. Pokemon Go team, for future, can you please get pre-approved messages if an event breaks? Get them approved in advance so that when the event breaks, you can put the tweet out and you can send an in-game notification. And just get some generic ones. Sorry that Spotlight Hour didn't work today. We will come up with a solution. Just have generic ones ready to go so the second it breaks, you can just put the tweet out without having to seek 40 different people's approvals in different languages and different companies. Okay? Thanks. All right. I think it's time for topic one, Jamal. All right. Let's get into topic number one. Now, on the Wayspotters podcast, we give you topic number one. Now, Chris, 
Uh, I wanted to ask some questions about this article because you were very brave and you asked Reddit a question. I know you also asked Twitter a question, but you were very brave in asking Reddit a question. So what motivated you to initially do the research and ask the questions and get community engagement on this topic? So it started from a lot of the the stuff that I've put in and, and the frustration in not only having things that I thought were great submissions get rejected, but also doing my own reviews and seeing things that were just completely like ineligible being submitted and not having a way to convey that to the person who had submitted it, right? Like you can go and you put a rejection reason, but you can't really give them a good rejection. Like I've seen so many good stops or good way spots that just had awful pictures, right? Or awful titles. And it's sure you can reject it as title, but it doesn't really tell them why it's awful. Right. And then I got to thinking that there's just so much in that Wayfarer interface that needed to, to be fixed, right. That, I had my own ideas, but Reddit also, uh, to your point, it's it's scary asking Reddit a question sometimes because you don't (laughs) know what you're going to get out of it. I'm I'm afraid of Reddit personally, like very afraid uh, of Reddit. (laughs) I was actually, you know what, and I should say this, I was very, very impressed with the the professionalism and the good ideas that came out of Reddit. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't bag on them too, too much. Look, to be fair, the, the Wayfarer Reddit hasn't really had anything going on with it in a while that isn't to do with S2 cells or, you know, why did yeah. X not appear in X game or when does this boy spot appear in X game? So you probably got a lot of people who really love talking about the topics here. And, and um, it, it's rather interesting that right after you put this out, Niantic started putting together focus groups on this exact same topic. So... The, the timing of that was really interesting. So, Chris, we, we have it on really good authority that Niantic Wayfair team listens to this podcast. Maybe not right when it drops, but but all of them have been listened to by, by certain members of the Niantic team. So if there's anything that you want to editorialize from the article and put it here, if they haven't read the article, hopefully they will go into our show notes and they will click on the link and read it. But now that we kind of talked about your motivation of why to write the article, which I really loved, I read it like three times and I was like, this is great. Like I kind of, Lachlan and I kind of felt like I'm speaking for Lachlan here, but we kind of felt like someone else was kind of taking it on with us. Cause you know, we've been doing this for like 10 months, Lachlan, almost 11 months. We've been doing this podcast. We're coming up on our year. And it was like, somebody wrote an article and I'm like, somebody understands me. They understand us. <laughs> and it was like, I felt like we had an ally. So I immediately started to try to stop, uh, find you, not stalk. I get accused of stalking a lot, <laughs> trying to find you to get you on here. So you kind of go through and talk about, I mean, the article is really, really well written. So I want to kind of break it down into the sections of the article. So, Let's go to the first part where you have some notes to start and your big headline there is reviews are not done by Niantic, but rather by other players. So with this, my thought is you were going after the common person who doesn't know about Wayfair and might think that they submit something and somebody in San Francisco was going thumbs up or thumbs down. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I, I always wanted to start with that because every time I go on Twitter or Reddit or wherever forum I'm on, there's people just like, Hey, Niantic, why did you reject my, you know, my park or my this or my that? And I I always respond with it's not Niantic. 
right? And I don't think that the majority of people understand that. And I think that's one of the, the benefits of putting this article on GoHub because we have a reach to all of the Pokemon Go players, right? Not necessarily the people who are just in it for Wayfair. Yep. I was kind of hoping to get to all of the, the, the casuals, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's, it's recently that Niantic has started doing their own reviews for, for not only the, the appeals that you put through, but I've seen reports on Reddit that people are having submissions just randomly grabbed by Niantic. So they are doing some, but that number is super small. Well, since you wrote this article, it's not so random, and we've kind of covered that a couple times on the show, that there's certain ways people can get Niantic to grab them that may appear random, but there's kind of a formula. So that's kind of Lachlan's well, thing. There are some... There are genuinely some that are just randomly selected. We, we sort of try not to talk about the trigger phrases too much. I mentioned them once. You're going to have to go digging through all of our episodes and listen to every <laughs> ramble I've ever had to find what the two trigger words that I know send something into Nia to converting. And out of pure curiosity this week, I found a chicken restaurant that I wanted to nominate, so I nominated it. And I sent it to Jamal and said, do you think this is going to get gobbled up by Niantic? And he reads it and says, yes. And it didn't. So now I know it that didn't. the word cock is not a, a grab by Niantic. Although <laughs> the word know. dick is. So, and we know that because <laughs> in Australia, there's a city called Dixon. So every nomination in that city goes straight to Niantic. But like you can't naturally insert the, that word into nominations. So it's fine. But like, if you just start nominating and using that particular trigger phrase... Niantic's is going to start mass rejecting you because your nomination's probably low quality. So just yeah, don't do it. Because if you're just making a nomination, perfectly fine. And then the supporting information, you'd say, Eater Dixon. You know, it just doesn't work. <laughs> Niantic's not going to approve that. You might actually lose your Wayfair account for harassment. So, Ooh, Lachlan, I think you just found our new our new T-shirt, Eater Dixon. Well, it, we have a politician in Australia who is the member for Dixon and a lot of people don't like him but and he's now raised to the ranks of opposition leader in our federal government so I could very create creatively as an Australian especially because he's from my area just a little bit north naturally include the word Dixon into a nomination especially when something had federal government funding but that's going to be a very small niche case and friend of the show, Haram Dingo, who actually spent some time in the city of Dixon and the suburb of Dixon, you know, was struggling with everything just going to Niantic voting. And the more things in Niantic voting, the longer it takes, because this is the same queue as appeals. And what makes this worse, and this is sorry to jump on a high horse right now, but it's frustrating me, is when they're reviewing Niantic in voting, for some unknown reason, the way the queues are sent to Niantic employees who do it, is by most recent, not by oldest. So if you appealed something from 2012 that you submitted in Ingress, it has to get through all of the Dixons before it gets to you. And hmm. like, that's not okay. So no, not. let's not use that word unless it is absolutely vital to the nomination. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. There's a couple other trigger <laughs> phrases which are easier to slow in, but we won't go there. Right. So Chris, so... Next, you go over why didn't my approved Wayspot appear in Pokemon Go? But also, before you kind of talk about that, I want you to talk about your experience and your research in, in the reviewing times to get from, 
I submitted it to a reviewer. So if you could talk about those two things in your research real quick. So that's that's an interesting one because it that the time from submission to in voting to approved varies very, very widely depending on kind of where in the world you are. Mm-hmm. I've been very lucky with the spots that I've lived in since this has been available to me. I've never had a submission sit longer than three weeks. Right? Three weeks? Three weeks is the longest I've ever had to wait. That's amazing. I need to come to Ontario because I have some right now that are about to have a birthday. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's the frustrating thing for me, right? Like it's three weeks for me. I was like, wow, I'm waiting a long time on this one, right? And oh to be goodness. honest with you, that was the three week thing is that was only because somebody beat me to it. Right. Oh, gotcha. So it was in voting for a while and then it got approved for someone else. We have so a name for that. We call it, it, we have a name for that. We call it a snake. Like when yeah. you know that someone else is doing something and you do it, you snake them. So that, that's what we call it. So why didn't my approved waste spot appear in Pokemon go? So that's the, the S two cells. So S two cells aren't necessarily a Niantic thing. It's, it's a, a, an existing technology that Niantic, Niantic is leveraging, but you can only have one Pokestop per S17 cell, right? And an, an S17 cell is just a square on the planet, right? And if you submit something that's perfectly good and it's in the same S17 cell as something else, it might get approved, but you're not going to see it in Pokemon Go, right? Now, why is that? So, we we I I, I talk about it a lot because, and I'm going to say this till the cows come home. And at this point, I probably mention it every episode for the last twelve shows. But the singular wording in that email saying, and the nomination process saying, new Pokestop, new Pokestop, new Ingress Portal, new Ingress Portal, and then when you get it. Oh, it's been approved, but it might not appear in Pokemon Go. And used to, when something was marked as a duplicate, your email would say, it is a duplicate of another thing in our system. Now it just says it's rejected. So people try again and try again because they mm-hmm. don't want to log into Wayfarer because it doesn't tell them in the emails anymore like they used to. This, this, yeah, this is a rant I've had many weeks. So I've had coffee today and I never have coffee. So if I'm more talkative than normal in the middle of the night, I'm sorry about that. If I'm talking faster than some people can process, I'm very sorry that this is happening as well. But this is what happens when I have coffee. I'm like that squirrel from over the hedge. But, well, Chris, yeah. I like your line. It says, it's misleading. Your wastebot may not appear yes. in Pokemon Go. It may appear in Ingress. Or it may appear in another game that uses the Lightship map. And then you drop in a great resource uh, that explains kind of the in and outs of the game. This is something that Lachlan and I have talked about so many times that either on purpose or just by being negligent, Niantic does not do a really good job of talking about their inclusion rules. They'll make reference to each game has its own individual inclusion rules, but it never states what those inclusion rules are, where you can find them. And Lachlan and I have had a chance to talk directly to Niantic about this. And it's a, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what, you Mm -hmm. know, and and we kind of get the party line of, 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 you know, what that S2 cells don't really matter um, unless we're talking to one specific part of Niantic where they kind of came on today. They just say. And that's <laughs> when we were in Seattle, when we were in Seattle, the, 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 
the campfire team was like, yeah, we use S2 cells. And they started to go into detail. And some of the people from the Wayfarer team, I don't know if you've ever seen someone try to kill someone with a look, but we saw the Wayfarer <laughs> team say, try to yeah. kill the campfire team with their eyes. And I swear there was a beam shooting out of their eyes over there. So <laughs> it was, I was just going to say, I bet you the, the Wayfarer team was not too happy with that. Yeah, look, And it's 100% on purpose. It is 100% on purpose. I think they're just happy that Hanky was over in Germany for the anomaly and wasn't really spending yes, much time exactly. in Seattle. Because exactly. mm. that would... Um... <laughs> yeah. so, someone would be looking for a new job right now. Well, yeah. and what's fun, not to, to make light of it, something from months ago, but these are the people that survived the cult. Yes. Yeah. They survived the cult. That's true. That so Chris, true. moving on to updating the reviewing interface. So I loved this section and you kind of went through and you put in some some notes from some people that you got on Reddit. And I don't necessarily want to go over this word for word, but I think mm-hmm. I think most of our, our listeners understand the reviewing interface. Do you want to kind of go over and summarize what your take is on this? Um, you know, your first line, I'll just spoil it. Get rid of should this be a waste spot question. And let's just go from there because I know Lachlan's probably got six minutes of a soliloquy on the <laughs> on the star stop continue the red yellow green so give us your take on kind of the um the re- the, the reviewing interface and what you think should happen the so the the root of kind of my thoughts on why we need to review or change the reviewing interface is because it's it's so generic right now you can't give proper feedback to the people who are submitting way spots. And I, I completely understand that we can't, Nate is not going to let us send them a message because well. that would be so toxic. <laughs> I can't wait to see the campfire integration with Wayfarer. That's for sure. Yeah. That's if they get that gym approved, there's, there's... just find their gym and leave a memo on it. <laughs> that, that scares me. Not going to lie. Um, but yeah, like there would be people out there who would just abuse the the heck out of that, right? So I get why we can't do that, right? And and it, it makes me laugh because there's a little text box that that says, "Oh, put in your extra comments," right? So I know people who have been typing stuff in that box, thinking that it's going to the reviewers. I'm like, it's it's not. Sorry. Okay. In insider info on that little text box, this was something I did ask Tintino in Seattle, and. They have been using that those text box comments when it comes to processing appeals. So if you reject something and leave a comment, especially for other rejection criteria, they're more than likely just going to copy paste your comments if they're safe for work into the the appeal on the Wayfarer website. And if you say something as to why it should be approved and then the community decides against it, they will use that info in, as sort of a supporting tool to help make their decision. So... At least they use it internally, but I do wish that it was used more in an external way or... Yeah. Yeah, but like I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, and that's interesting to know. So maybe I'll start going I'll back to using that box because I've just not been typing anything in it. Well, I like to type one or two words. So like when something is... I'm rejecting for other rejection criteria, which I try not to use because I know it doesn't give the nominator enough information. Mm-hmm. and it, it really pains me it really pains me to have yeah. to use that criteria yeah. but sometimes they should look at the nomination and realize no I cannot just nominate my shoe do you know like I don't 
need to put comments in, but when I'm approving something which I know, and this is something I've started doing since Seattle, that I know should get approved, but if I mark it as a five star, it's going to get rejected. I still do it anyway in the hope of it getting approved. I will say why I believe it's important. Right. And I hope that that nominator, if it's rejected, uses an appeal on it because I hope that Mike can help them going forward. But I just, those boxes are more used for internal use than anything else. And I think they're actually used when, say something gets approved, they'll be used if someone submits a remove request on the object and other instances like that. But it can be really frustrating that that field is there. Yeah. Well, Chris, you go through and you kind of lay out some suggestions. So you said they could use a separate, uh, you know, into three sections, a great place for exploration, list all the places that they've marked as good for exploration, a great place for exercise, a great place to be social and not acceptable. So this is, um, this is a good list. Do you want to kind of go over that real quick for us right now and, and tell us what your, how you kind of tie that into Niantic's tenants? Sure. Yeah. So like Niantic says that there's, there's like the tenants, that's a good word, right? It's, these are the, the things that we want to be waste spots, right? So the first thing that a reviewer should see is which one of these categories does it fall into, right? Cause if it doesn't fall into one of those three categories, chances are it's not something that's eligible, right? And you can kind of just ax the process right there. Right. And then you could send that message back to the reviewer saying, this is not, does not meet an acceptable category for a waste spot, right? And it's just, it's clean and it's, from my perspective, it's a clean way to kind of start this whole process. I like that because you kind of give, like under your unacceptable or not acceptable places like K through 12, vape shops, smoke shops, fire stations which is Lachlan's big bugaboo and if you've mm. listened to a couple of uh a couple of episodes prior I sent Lachlan a gift from a fire station and he submitted it to get removed but that's a whole not- Lachlan's a monster but we'll we'll we'll, we'll continue chain restaurants in, in my defense that fire station was across the road from a church that was not a waste spot and there was four other churches in that town Jamal if you had the time to spin that fire station you should have submitted the churches Yep. I Amen. spun it. I spun it from a vehicle. <laughs> and you should have pulled over and seen the churches and done your due diligence to that small rural community. I was in the middle of Kentucky and I wasn't the driver and the people I was in the car with were not going to stop and allow me to take photos. Just say of you needed church, a restroom so. break at all of the churches in the town. It works every time. <laughs> So second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So let's go over these, Chris, with you. So is the photo acceptable? And then no reasons would be blurry, person identifiable, third-party photo, mismatch photo, license plate, portion of the vehicle, which I disagree with. But anyways, is the title acceptable? Is the description acceptable? Does this nomination have safe pedestrian access, which used to be a really big thing? Is this location appropriate? And is the location accurate? So do you want to kind of go over those and talk about what is different from what the way Niantic has it now and the way you see it? So I think that if you have these categories that you can reject something for, like just saying your photo is not acceptable isn't enough, right? It doesn't, doesn't, because if the person submitted that photo, they think it's fine, right? So saying that it's not is too vague. 
And I think that if you give like a little drop down box with six, seven, eight reasons, like I could say, I can click blurry and they could look at it and go, okay, you know, you're right. I'll take a better picture or person I did or whatever reason. Right. And it sends yep. a specific message back to the, the, the submitter saying, this is the reason that I chose the photo to reject this, fix this, and you should be fine. Right. And it's for all the categories, right. It's, it just gives more specific messaging back to the submitter. And I think this sort of hot, and I, I know you probably haven't listened to every minute of every episode of waste photos because we literally dropped one while we were sitting here in the green room. So I'll give you a little bit of slack in that regard, but like this is stuff I have mentioned and I want to preach from the heavens. So thank you. Thank you for putting this in the platform that people can actually read because it is so ridiculous. It's like, is it culturally or historically significant? Just change it to great place to explore, great place to exercise, great place to be social. I don't care if you have to temporarily for a week, put a freeze on all nominations going into voting mm -hmm. just so you can clear out with the old review stars and then have, them go in a new review styles or alternatively just hey two flags on a waste spot old system new system all new nominations that go from queue to voting go into this even on the nomination well, you know like you could yeah. put in what just mm. Yeah, you can. Well, remember, yeah. Lachlan, when we went, when we migrated from OPR to Wayfair, there was what two week period where you couldn't do anything, and we can do that again. It's okay to hit the reset yeah. button. It's okay to There's hit the reset there, button. Yeah, yeah well, and just we could fix in Australia. It <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I, I think I think sometimes you guys get away with a lot of you should get away with a lot of stuff because you guys get the the back end of the stick a lot of times. There, yeah, is at least with so, Wayfarer, that doesn't seem to be the case. But like just changing the the review infrastructure to include this, so you're literally reading my mind. Niantic hire yeah. this man, or at least hire yes. us. <laughs> like I know they've got a new product manager, but they can have like the Australian correspondent and then the Charlotte correspondent and then the go. So, and then one from Ontario, Canada. Yeah. So now <laughs> Chris, down. next thing, next thing, dynamically increase the voting radius. So this was something that I found pretty fascinating and I'm not going to steal any of your thunder. Explain to the listeners what you mean by dynamically increase the voting radius. So this was an idea from uh, HP Munchcraft on Reddit. So I want to give them full credit for this because this was not my idea, but I think it's absolutely fantastic. So I have never had a waste spot in my Wayfarer longer than three weeks before I got a decision, right? And I do not say that on Reddit because I know there are people on Reddit who have been waiting years, like literal over a year to get their submission through. And that's just, to me, that's just unacceptable, right? Like if you want people to participate in this program, you want them to go out there and submit waste spots that you can use them to make billions and billions of dollars off Coca-Cola or whatever, you're not giving them any incentive to do that. If you're saying, yeah, I'm just gonna let your, your, your nomination sit for a year and a half, right? So I think at some point during the process, there should be a, a trigger in saying this has been a month, I'm going to increase the number of people who can see this, right? To, to not just, I understand that you want to keep it necessarily to the area so you can catch more people who have physically been to this location, but 
Like if a submitter is doing their job, all the information should be in there, right? Like right. You shouldn't. And this, and this is not. So the way the way I read this, and I think this is great, and I'm glad you gave credit. But the way the submitter is being punished because they're not in an area with a lot of reviewers. So like we talked about before we started recording, I have some submissions that are about to have a birthday. Like I'm going to bake them a cake. We're going to have a little party. They're about (laughs) to have a birthday. And I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm not in a small town. I'm in a big enough city, but there's just not enough people in my city reviewing right now to get my things kind of over the hump. So that's kind of what you're talking about. Like after three, four months, whatever the number would be, um, you can give me the number. This gets expanded out to another uh, um, S or L6 or L7 or something. It goes out another 100 meters, 100 miles, whatever the, the case may be, right? Or, or 100 kilometers, I should say. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's the, the, the more you dynamically increase that radius, the quicker these things get through. And then you start to clear up the backlog that they very clearly have in some parts of the world and like if you have your stuff go through in a month or two it's like oh okay this wasn't so bad i'm gonna go out and nominate these other things that i've had my eye on but i don't want to because if the three that i've already done are gonna reject gonna get rejected like why do i why am i gonna waste my time well that's so do you you, sorry that that sort of brings up something that friend of the show and someone we had on our emergency broadcast trainer jay is dealing with he went to what appears to be like a zoo enclosure based on the nominations he was sending me one of them has been in voting for now a year and the other two in that area are in queue like this is a process which breaks people from the system like it was glorious Mm -hmm. when we all got first access to wayfarer and the review times were seemingly hours you know once it went from queue to voting and I just wish, and this is something Niantic keeps asking their ambassadors to ask people, keeps asking in these focus groups, how do we get more people wayfinding? Because clearly it's an issue for them and it's an issue for the communities as a whole. I like. I wish I knew the answer. I know Jamal and I doing the show have got more people reviewing that wouldn't historically have. Like our guest that we had on episode 43, Milo, um, went from not caring about Wayfarer because of gatekeepy players just rejecting stuff which they don't deem deserving of being an ingress portal to having some great success in Seattle. You know, sat down, had a chat with me and sort of was in the thick of it for a bit and getting involved again, but knowing to do it more casually and not to invest hours and hours and hours of your time into it once. I know Jamal will do like a thousand reviews in a minute, but like, and again, the fish (laughs) is this big. Jamal does a hundred <laughs> reviews in a minute. But like for me, if I have five minutes, I'll do one or two reviews. If I'm on the toilet. I'd rather do that than GBL, especially when GBL day isn't working. <laughs> Another backwards jab at Niantic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Like Zoro was spotlight yeah. hour. Sorry, shop at spotlight hour, which didn't work because it was meant to work and then stopped working before it got to my time zone. I just did some reviews instead. So like the more Niantic's game breaks, the more reviews I'll do. So well, Chris, for me, break the game more. Yeah, Chris, for me, I, I will, when I go on a nomination streak, I will go on review because, you know, I I try, my goal is to do 50 to 75 reviews a day, time depending, because I can passively do those reviews either on my computer or on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm chasing some people 
that I don't think I'm ever going to catch, but I'm chasing some people. I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm knocking on the door of 40,000 reviews right now. And there's a couple people with over a hundred thousand, which I don't think I'm going to catch, but there's a couple people that are about 10,000 reviews ahead of me. So I'm kind of passively chasing them. But if I go out and nominate five or six things, like a month ago when Niantic gave some different guidance, I nominated 17 different things. So I'm thinking I want to personally do, a hundred reviews per nomination. That's kind of my goal. I don't always hit it, but I'm hoping through osmosis, if I do that, then other people will be motivated to do that because I'm trying to move the queue along as well as I want the queue to be moved along as well. So when I heard about your three weeks, I was super jealous and I'm like, my goodness, mm. if I could only get that. So a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. I had a natural come through yesterday that I nominated in April. So that's par for the course without using an upgrade for me. Uh, and it kind of makes me feel good. So about a month, two months ago, I stopped using upgrades. You know, Lachlan and I have talked a lot about mental health and like what's good for you and like what stresses you out. And to me, the most frustrating thing is for me to go out and nominate something that I think is a slam dunk five star. And then it gets rejected after I've used an upgrade. And then I put it back in and then six months later it goes through as a natural. So I've just kind of stopped using upgrades and I've got seven or eight banked up now. And at some point I'll use them, but you know, I'm just going to try to bank up 50 or 60 upgrades and then just drop them all in at some point. Yeah, come to Australia and then just drop all those upgrades. We have a great upgrade (laughs) review ecosystem. Like if it's upgraded, actually I had a thing I upgraded the other week and it was in voting for about 14 hours. And normally an upgrade in voting takes eight hours max to clear through. So even in Australia, it's cooling off, but like right. some people call them the kiss of death. I call them the kiss mm-hmm. of life to certain types of nominations, like an Aussie gazebo, which will frustrate Jamal to the ends of the earth. But if oh you upgrade an Aussie gazebo, it's approved. Like people just see the G word and they're like five stats. Right. So, Chris, where I will use an upgrade is if something will create a gym in that cell. Like if I'm driving through and I see there's one POI in that cell and I see something that's eligible and it'll create a gym, I'll use an upgrade for that. So because everybody wants more gyms, everybody wants more coins. We know how coins are kind of hard to come across in Pokemon Go right now. I'll do that. The one thing that I've done that I haven't really spoke about, and this is probably the first time I'm speaking about it on the podcast, is when I first started nominating, I would take into account what this was going to do to Ingress, like what this would do to the balance in the ecosystem of Ingress and where it is. And I haven't thought about Ingress in so long. And I know like my Ingress brothers and sisters who I play with in my area are like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just mainly not thinking about that. I'm look like, will this create a gym? Will this create something? Or... Is this just a good placement and a cool thing? I'll put it in there. But, you know, I, I try not to be that gatekeeper that I always complain about. But moving along, Chris, you go into language support. So this is really interesting here. And I know you got um, some feedback on Twitter about this. Do you want to talk about what better language support means to you and how you would help improve it in the game? Yeah. So because I live so close to Quebec, I often get submissions that are in French. And as to our friends in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I know, I know people who live in Europe that get nominations from other countries and they don't speak the language. Right. So now I'm going to, to Google translate and I don't know if you've ever used Google translate before, but it's not the greatest. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So if I'm reviewing someone's description of something that sounds like it was written by a caveman, then I'm not necessarily inclined to vote very high on, on that part. Right. But that's not, that's not their fault. Right. Maybe it's very eloquent, but Google just doesn't understand the wording that you're whatever. Right. So I think it that could, it could be written like a caveman i'm sure some of jamal's could, like, i don't know right? stories yeah. don't necessarily translate that well <laughs> i genuinely don't know or, what would happen if you how many times if you translate it rumor has it until it just completely loses all meaning right or lachlan's right. or lachlan's german that we're going to hear later on in the show uh, that's is good yeah i'm looking forward to that <laughs> yeah, now, so I think I think you, you should be able to just go in and be like, "This is the language that I speak. Only show me review or, or nominations in this language." I agree with that. Now, your next one, my goodness, this is one that I think is one of the reasons why we started this podcast: better communication. And one note that I see on here from. Treble Tortuga on Twitter is make the whole process more transparent. Like, wow, yeah. better communication. I bet you got a earful or an eyeful on this one. Yeah, that was, uh, that was probably the one thing that popped up the most in both on Twitter and on Reddit was that Niantic has been like, Hey, go do this. And we're like, okay, well, what are the rules? And there's like, meh. And that, that's not okay, right? That's not, you want people to participate in this program. You need to at least give us some sort of breakdown of the cells or, or you know, don't put something this close to something else, right? And it's, right. It's just a, and then it's an overarching thing with Niantic, right? They're just terrible at communication in general. Now, you asked for semi annual, semi regular AMAs. When's the last time we had yeah. an AMA? Let's not talk about the it. The last one I could, <laughs> the last one I could find was like I'm March, April. Yeah, I, Jamal and I, that that was something Jamal and I have spoken to Tintino about, and it was something I heard other people asking him in Seattle. I think the easiest way to sum it up is probably the significant change of staff in Niantic in the middle of the year probably suspended their middle of the year AMA, and I think. Mm-hmm the challenge that they did for criteria clarifications was a good midpoint of the AMA substitute without doing an AMA. All, and I do hope that we get an end-of-year AMA, especially once, I think from there and they're probably wanting to see the Wayfair app progress further so they get less questions about it. But I, I, we know that they have a new product manager there and I'm sure it's just a case of whenever that new product manager feels that they're confident in having a chat about Wayfarer, they're probably going to have that chat about Wayfarer. But until right. that new product manager is settled in, understands why community are asking the questions they're going to ask, you know, sort of preempt it, I think that's when we'll get it. And it. But not saying why we're not getting it is more frustrating for a lot of people. It's like Pokemon Go and their dev diary. That was only two months late. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm putting oh, yeah, it out in the universe... Yeah. I'm putting out in the universe, if the new project manager wants to come on Wayspotters, we will happily have you, and we can do our AMA live here on Wayspotters. I'd be up for that. 
So, Chris, moving on to the next one. Um, I think this falls under communication, but it's more transparencies and more updates. All right. Well, you got the the transparency comments from Twitter from friend of the show, Wayfarer Ambassador, Testone. So, Testone, you know, brilliant man. Love the man. Got to hug him in Seattle. And look, if I can hug a man, top tier. Like man or woman, but like, you know, just for the generic human. You, you hugged everybody in Seattle. I, I, I'm surprised I didn't everybody. get COVID. Like, honestly, the fact <laughs> I didn't get COVID and I touched all of you who got COVID. You hugged everybody. Chris, not only did he hug everybody, if you if you know Lachlan is six foot six in American, he's a very tall man, very gentle giant, but a very tall man. And he picked up literally everybody he could because he was like six to seven inches taller than everybody in Seattle. And he gave you a bear hug and then picked you up. And if you were Hermes Ninja, who is an adjacent friend of the show, supporter of the show, one of our uh, high tier patrons over on the Professor Network, she literally got the service of being carried from her taxi to the front door of her Airbnb. Literally picked wow. out a taxi and carried to the front door. Because Hermes Ninja, we love you to pieces, but she is shorter than Ken Pescatore, which is saying a lot. Good saying that. <laughs> so from Testone, you, you you got it from him on Reddit. The Wayfair team would put out one significant improvement each quarter. That's it. Just slow but consistent flow of improvement. Few of the changes we have seen recently are what I would consider significant. So do you want to talk about that kind of transparency thing and when you were putting this together, how you kind of came up with this section? I think it's it all stemmed from from that comment on Reddit and it, it's kind of resonated with me because, you know, they, they kind of put this system out and there's there's they never really tweak it. They never really talk about improving it. You know, they get tons and tons of ideas from their AMAs and from the community and from articles like mine. Right. And you never hear any, any feedback from them about any updates that are coming. Right. Or just, you know, even if, if once a month they were to say, Hey guys, you know, we hear you, we hear that this is an issue. This is what we're working on. This is what we're focusing on. I don't necessarily want, you know, like a deadline because I know those mm-hmm. are, are rough with Niantic at times. Um, but like, just let me know that you're working on something. Your right. focus is is one section or one thing that that we think is broken. Just communicate right. what you're working on, right? Because from the outside world, it just kind of looks like they're they've abandoned it for the most. Can I part. give you an example there, Chris? So the yeah. Wayfair app goes live, and it's it's breaking news by one of our patrons on the forums in the middle of the night, US that the Wayfair app is in the Google play store and you can submit nominations from the, from the app. Like I don't necessarily need a press conference or a press release, but a tweet, something telling us what's going on. So we don't have to find all this information out on the fly on our own. Well, yeah, I found out from your Twitter uh, in the defense of Niantic, because someone's going to take it every now and again. The test flight app is designed for Lightship developers. And the reason the app has nomination features in its current state is so that those developers can nominate waste spots in the area where their offices are that may not have them, especially for testing purposes, to actually have real waste spots, which can then be used elsewhere. That's the main purpose of why it came early on in the app. Obviously, for us, we love it. 
But And that's why you don't have the contribution manager. That's why it's as bare bones as it can be. Because it's for developers who are building games on Niantic's platforms. That's why it's in beta like test flight should, and go should, on not go on couldn't, Apple. Couldn't you put out a tweet? Couldn't you put out a tweet just explaining that or put something on the website? Well, they I didn't announce that, it that it went on the Play Store because Play Store has different release rules, and it says it's in beta. And if you look at the Play Store listing for it, Jamal, if you look at the Play Store listing for it, and if you click on the trailer for it, do you know what that trailer is? It's their how what to scan Wastebot video from a, six months ago. <laughs> So, like, all of the photos just show scanning and the map. It says, what's new? Android support. That's it. And it Mm -hmm. is listed as a beta app for Android. But it does come under a Niantic Inc. app on the Play Store. So, if you click on NBA All World, if you click on the AR Voyage, if you click on Ingress Prime, if you click on Campfire, if you click on NBA All World, I said NBA All World, if you click on Pikmin Bloom, if you click on Pokemon Go and you click other apps from this developer, this will now show up. So yes, I guess should be a tweet out there, but it doesn't let you log in. It's like Campfire. You press it and it won't let you in with Google. And if you try to create a Lightship account inside the Android app, it doesn't work. You've got to use the website. So people think, all right, this isn't for me and step back. Not many people are actively refreshing Niantic Inc.'s Play Store page. They're not us. So the common schmo doesn't know about it. And I don't think that Niantic wants them to know about it, especially if these nominations are going to Niantic for review and not the regular view. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Now, Chris, just to kind of keep it moving so we don't go terribly long, you talked about better clarification on what's eligible. And what I love here is you have a couple members of our community. Members of our community are very active. You've got Lucifer and you've got the first Hamtaro who are both friends of the show. And um, do you want to kind of talk about what you think would be better clarification on what's eligible? I think that they there's specifics that they could put out there saying like like restaurants for one right like I understand that the restaurants was this big it's been a big sticking point in the Wayfair for a very very long time right I had a 100 year old restaurant in Plattsburgh that took me over a year to get through and I had to submit it four times and then eventually appeal it to Niantic and there's a whole thing I actually wrote a whole article about it. Yeah, but things like that, like better clarification in each kind of section, like just saying, hey, is it culturally significant? That's that's not enough, right? Like, what do you mean by culturally significant? What do you mean by a great place to explore? Just 10 to 15 kind of real world examples with pictures, like existing way spots, just more detail on kind of what's eligible. And I think the examples is the big thing, right? Because if you can have someone mm-hmm. go to that website, and go to that page and say, oh, I think this is eligible. I, I, oh, there's 15 examples of that thing that I'm looking at. Cool, I'm good. But if I don't find that thing that I'm looking at, maybe I'm going to do a little bit more research. Now, I think the problem there to me is in the time that I've been doing OPR, because I'm old school, and then Wayfarer. I've talked about this on a couple of different shows. So remember, there was a time where swimming pools were eligible. Do you remember that like glorious three and a half, four month period, Chris? Do you remember that? Yep. And then guidance came out that swimming pools were not eligible. So if you were in an area like yours, you were able to get those swimming pools in. If you were in an area like mine, by the time the swimming pool came up for voting, it was already not in vogue anymore. 
So I think mm-hmm. one of the problems with Niantic using examples is the clarification changes so often that they can't really use something that's not painfully obvious because someone might look at that and say, oh, well, this is using an example. This is eligible. And then three or four months later, it's not. Right. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But I, I think it, that goes back to, for me, the communication part, right? So if, if their eligibility criteria change, then they should have somebody on their team go and update that. Yep, they should. Right? And then I think <laughs> the <laughs> other <laughs> thing is... <laughs> oh, God. I just want the AMA from the start of the year put on the website. Like, Yeah. yeah. And then the <laughs> other thing is people look at current, webs- current POIs that are in the game and they'll say, oh, this is currently in the game, so I'm going to nominate this thing down the street. And then they get the, well, you can't really look at what's currently in the game because there was different inclusion rules before. And I just think that gets yeah. messy. And that goes back to our fire That's station. frustrating, yeah. Yeah, that goes back to our fire station example because Niantic used fire stations to seed ingress when they first started and fire stations were okay. Mm-hmm. And now fire stations mm-hmm. aren't. Yep. So yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, a and lot then, of lawsuits happened, Jamal. And yes, this is true. To, PRP lawsuits and, and things like that. I get there's it. There's a and the very like I know I've brought it up a few times now, but there's that very unfortunate tragedy that happened in the early days of Ingress where someone did die trying to access a portal that wasn't super safe access, which is why these things came in. And as a community, you have to remember that things change over time. Mm-hmm. And while it would be great if it was binary, unfortunately it's not. And these things have come in because of real world instances. Like the all Niantic games I have that very annoying do not play this game while driving pop up or do not trespass pop up. Right. When, because something in because the real world of happened. Pokemon Go and lawsuits. Yes. So we mm-hmm. have to remember that it's there for a reason. And Yes, there we had someone talking about. Oh, I think it was in the Wayfair discussion Discord. It might have even been in the Patreon community where this place became a gym, but it was in the middle of a roundabout. So a local player removed it because they didn't care when it was a poker stop, but a gym in the middle of a roundabout where no one can park at, where no one can raid at it, it's gone. You know, it was better as a stop. It shouldn't right, have been a stop, exactly. but it was better as a stop. So yeah, a gym is going to be difficult. So Chris, I want to yeah. go over. So I know you have. You have a section of things Niantic is working on, but I want to I want to go over a somewhat touchy subject, which shouldn't be a touchy subject, but for Niantic is a touchy subject, and it's dealing with abusers. So your opening line in this section is Wayfarer abuse is rampant. People from people nominating fake Wayspots to people using the edit Wayspot feature to move Wayspots away from the where they actually are to someone else just manipulating the game board. Um, let, 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 let's dig into this because Lachlan and I have talked about Wayfair abuse a little bit. We haven't really dug into it a lot because we don't, there's things that we know that we don't think are appropriate to broadcast out on our podcast because we don't want to add to the problem. And so we're very careful when we talk about Wayfair abuse that we don't give people ideas of things that are going on that Niantic is either looking at fixing or not looking at fixing. So um, I want to give you that kind of guidance, but I want to have you tell us what you found during your research when dealing with abusers. So, yeah, um, I'm very, very careful about talking abuse that way because I don't want to, yeah, exactly. You don't want to give people ideas, right? But 
there's because of of the rules in Pokemon Go, a lot of people think that moving way spots is a good idea, right? And it's just not right. If it's if it's where it's supposed to be, they just leave it alone, right? Um, and because you can see there's there's examples, and I couldn't find any on on when I was doing my article, um, but there's there's spots where in the world where there's just like 75 Pokestops just in a perfect line, right? And, and it's and just of stuff that's just not there. Even in the last 48 hours, another one of those instances has popped up on social media. And I every time I see those, I send a message to a couple of the Pokemon Go influencers under NDA and or, you know, the task force members that I do know and know me back. And I say, hey, flag this. I'll send in my own comment through to the Wayfarer team. And I, I looked in the Wayfarer app at the most recent one, and someone had done, in my mind, the unspeakable. They had abused a museum. So <laughs> they, I don't know how they managed to make them all stops. I could theorize as to how they made them all stops. And my best guess would be nominate them at a different museum where they become a gym and then move the gym to the correct location and just repeat the process until you've moved all the things over, right? Because right. a gym, when moved, even if across S2 cell boundaries, goes down to a stop, it doesn't get fully demoted down to nothing, right? So right. I assume that's what they did. And someone posted, this is a lovely place to play Dratini Community Day. And you had Sarah B. Joe comment, how are you even tapping the damn Dratinis? <laughs> because there's so <laughs> many things. So, oh, it's really easy once you zoom in and out a lot. I'm like, clearly yeah, this was designed for someone to sit in one spot with an auto catcher. Although I would have loved mm -hmm. to have just sat in that spot when the stops went golden. Because if I didn't have to move and I could spend 30 stops every five minutes and get 40 items per spin... I would be your bag would have filled up automatically. Yeah, your bag would so have filled up. I can get the appeal, but the second you do that, it will get found out by spoofers, and those spoofers will get cocky and they will post it online and it will be gone. So the best thing to mm -hmm. do is to if you're moving things legitimately into their correct locations, sure. But don't abuse the system. Because exactly. second yeah. The yeah. second we find out about it, it's gone. And what could happen is there are some instances, even in my local area, where there's one or two waste spots that are Pokemon locations in a cell. And that's because I very selfishly submitted my new locations first, and then I adjusted and fixed the incorrect stuff that was there from older days of Ingress, where placing the, the location was more difficult and more of a guess not a fine science right. like we have now before they even had satellite view in their nomination screen. So like, Oh wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of these cases where I put the right stuff in and then moved it and it happened to stay. In some cases it didn't happen to stay and that's okay. Now, Chris, you, yeah. you, you quote, you quote Niantic uh, real quick, sorry to cut you off, but you quote Niantic and you say, we completely agree that it is only fair to ban explorers for abuse in game, you know, with the submit, with the submission feature and through the Wayfarer website. What's your personal view on people who are caught abusing the system? I think I, I'm big on giving people second chances and the benefit of the doubt. And I, I think if Niantic were to say, Hey, listen, we're giving you like a two, three, one week suspension from Wayfarer. We found that you were abusing the system. Stop. 
right? And then if give them that chance to be okay, I'm gonna I I recognize that I've been caught. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna do this by the book, right? And then you've got a, another contributor, right? Because we're starving for contributors as it is, right? And then I think if but you give them only two chances, right? If they do it again the second time, you're done, right? Permanent ban. So later, would right? you recommend something similar to what happens with spoofers where they get the seven-day ban and then the 30-day ban and then after the 30-day ban, they're done? Yeah, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I think that's that's a it's a fair existing system that they're already kind of using. So that would probably translate well. I don't, you, don't, you don't want to give them too many chances, right? Because right. abusers are abusers. And if you're not going to change your ways, then. And I think Niantic would right? need to, I, I'm not sticking up for abusers, but I think Niantic would need to come up with some language to what abuse actually is. Because yeah. if you're oh, Jamal sure. and you are moving the pin from the middle of the basketball court to the baseline, and it just happens to be in another cell, is that abuse? Because it's still legitimately on the basketball court. I'm just moving the pin from the middle of the center court to the baseline. So some people might say, oh, well, it deserves to be there. But I might argue that the person who put it there didn't realize that a pin in the middle of the court is not advantageous when there's a game going on and you have to get that close, that it's much more advantageous to have that pin on the baseline Mm -hmm. where you don't have to interrupt the game or putting on a baseball field, the pin in the middle of in the middle of center field, putting it on the third baseline or the first baseline or at home base. So you don't have to go into the field to play Lachlan. I knew Lachlan wanted to say about that. So It, it, it feels like a contradiction, Jamal, to things that I know you've said historically when I've showed you an S2 grid pattern over a cluster of tennis courts. And you're like, oh, but if I put it in the middle of this tennis court, to try and use your logic to explain why you do something for one reason, you have to apply that logic to everything. And I like to sort of have that case of consistency. And if you're not being consistent in your placement of locations... That's where, it, in my eyes, it looks manipulative. However, in well, Niantic's eyes, as long as it's on the actual object, it's okay. So yes. in Niantic's eyes, if it's and, on and any part of the court, it's fine. And you're not going to get them to move yeah. um, a bridge fr- way spot from two-thirds over the bridge to the center of the bridge. They just don't do that. Like, they'll leave right. it on the bridge where it is. And it, and it really is case by case because in some instances – the middle of the court might be an appropriate placement. And in another instant on the baseline is the appropriate placement. So I, Lachlan, you, you, you know me well enough to know we've been doing this show long enough to know, that I'm not going to put something off the court. It's going to be touching the court at some specific point, but where on the court it's going to touch is going to be legal, but it's going to be advantageous to the player and advantageous to the inclusion rules that I believe are in that game. So I don't consider that abuse. What would I, what I would consider abuse is I take a tennis court and then I move it to somewhere else in the park where that tennis court is not. That well, would be abuse. Well, definition it- of these sorts of same place, same park nonsense. Like I recently had a park sign get gobbled up into Niantic voting and it was just one of those random 5%ers, you know? Mm-hmm. And they marked the sign for the park, which the council had installed as a duplicate of the playground because in their mind, it was too close to the playground to be its own waste spot. Now, 
I know a lot of wayfinders would very heavily disagree with that sentiment, but this sort of extends to basketball courts. Say there's three basketball courts and they're all touching each other and they're all in the same fenced enclosure. Some wayfinders would try and submit that as three separate basketball courts, but myself and Sea Princess would submit that as one, and there's the obligatory Sea Princess mention for the show. So, but Niantic would take it one step further, and the sign for those basketball courts, even if it's a few meters away, and there's maybe like some seating or whatever between the sign and the courts, in Niantic's eyes, that's one location, the courts and the sign. And that's where a lot of nominators disagree. (laughs) And that's but where I disagree. That's I'm going to get three out of that. <laughs> that's why, well, it, you get the side as well, Jamal, four. But that's why it's important that local people are reviewing these locations. Because in your local culture, if it's appropriate to have certain people knowing what's appropriate to sort of access, like if it's at a park, is it kosher for people just to walk around during a ball game? That's what local players will know. Uh, so, Chris, do you, do you want to sort of chime in and maybe break the, the tie here? So, and here, I I personally would submit that as three, but that's kind of just me, right? But this goes back to the clarification of what's eligible, right? Like, Niantic should come out and say, hey, if you've got three sports fields beside each other, that's one way spot. Or it's fine to do three-way spots. Like, which one is it, right? Which side of this? Because I could see both sides of it, right? I, I, 100%, if someone wanted to do it as one, I'd be like, cool, That's I'm okay with that. If you want to do it as three, cool, I'm okay with that. But like, in Niantic eyes, which is it, right? Clarify that for the community. Put it out there in a forum in which we all can see it when we're reviewing so that it's consistent in every place in the world. And I'm not going to your community and seeing it as one and trying to submit the other two. You know what I mean? And that's where using upgrades to me kind of comes in because if there's something that really goes over well in Charlotte and I upgrade it and people in Kansas and Seattle and Texas are reviewing it and they think differently in their specific location, they're going to give it less favorable stars than it would if I let it just go through as a natural mm-hmm. group Charlotte. Yep. So there's like in the area that I'm living now, there's restaurants and spots all over the place. Right. Every single restaurant, as long as it's not a chain, it's a spot. Right. But when yeah. I was out living in, in Plattsburgh, New York, like it, like it took me a year and a half, almost two years to get a hundred year old restaurant through. Right. And, and that's just how they I had to feel that way. That comes down yeah. to, I think people who've been reviewing for years and just don't think that they should be places for them to play. But right, I've right. started to see restaurants, getting approved in my local neck of the woods and maybe that's because jamal's five starring them and maybe a couple other listeners set their bonus location to around me who actually follow the criteria but and then off appeal people have primarily a lot of local players use their appeals on restaurants and cafes and bars and all of that mm-hmm. stuff which bars ingress players loved but you know the local bakery <laughs> down the road nah that doesn't seem great because nah, i don't want to get so bread much. when i'm out fielding you know but i'd rather get a pint so <laughs> I, I know I've had some success and we talked about uh, a Lachlan Wayfarer story where I nominated uh, a wings place and it's now a way spot. And this is in central Brisbane and historically that would have got rejected for generic business. So I'm happy to see in some parts of the world, there is that shift, but the dialogue between submitters, reviewers and from Niantic on these topics should be broadened. Like 
there's mm. some people who genuinely have the thought that anything that pops down in the what is this list is an acceptable location. And having to explain to them, just because it's in that list does not mean it's acceptable. That list has schools. Is that school acceptable? No. So right. <laughs> and I would hope that if you tag something as a school and then for some reason accidentally four star it, um, Niantic use just check what's being tagged as a school. Should this be a waste spot? Has someone gone in and yeah. applied a tag to make <clears throat> something a fire station? We should remove it. You know, those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. no, 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, um, I, I don't want to, we want to be respectful of your time. So, the last part of your article is that things Niantic is working on. Um, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to pick two of these to kind of cover. But I definitely want you to cover your last one. When will we be able to see edits in the contribution page? Because Lachlan oh. will hug you through the computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you Lachlan will be your best friend. So out of why can't we withdraw nominations in voting or in voting nominations? What happened with the written explanation from Niantic about appeals? Why are appeals being used to identify a way to educate poor reviewers? And when will we be able to see edits in the contribution page? If you could pick one of those, but definitely do the last one and just do those two. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of finish up this section here. Uh, so I'll go with why can't we why can't we withdraw in voting nominations? Because that was the one thing that prompted this article at the beginning, because I nominated two things in my city. And while they were in voting, they got approved because somebody else had submitted it before me, right? So now, as Jamal likes to say, have gone from yes, I've been snake exactly. So now, not only is this tying up other people reviewing it because I'm assuming that people will vote yes, 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 this is good, and then now all of a sudden it's a duplicate. So now, all these people are saying no, no, no. So now it's just it's bogging up the system even longer for something that I know is not going to get approved because it's a duplicate. So why can't I go in and withdraw it and take it out of the voting queue, which is long enough in some places already and save everybody the time of not even bothering to look at this because it's already a thing. It somebody else accomplished the thing that I'm trying to accomplish. Right. So for me, that's a big one. I agree. And, yeah, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. So I don't, I don't know if we need to have any discussion on that. I think you get a, a, a round there. So let's go on to the next one. So let's go to one that Lachlan has talked about. Out of our 44 episodes, Lachlan's probably talked about this on 20 episodes. When will we be able to see <laughs> edits in the contribution page? This is a big one for me because like in, in the cities that I've lived in, it's very, very heavily Ingress-inspired pokey stops right yep. stuff that's been ported over from ingress and my understanding and correct me if i'm wrong is when opr first launched you didn't have to have a description right so correct. there are hundreds of pokey stops with absolutely no description right so yes. i've gone through and submitted descriptions and title fixes for 200 things i think at this point you're and doing the work of lord arceus I, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, and not being able to see that on my contributions page, even though the email that I get from them says, hey, go and check your <laughs> contributions page. And I click on it and it's not there. 
for over a year. For over a year. Like, at the very least, just take that that sentence out of the email, please. Right? Right. Like, I, I, you don't know when it's in voting, and and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, I got free. And it's it's just frustrating not to be able to see that. And I've actually had a couple where I got both emails. I got an email that says, hey, it's been rejected and it's been accepted. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Or sometimes, like, because I don't have any way of tracking it, I've done it twice. I, I had about a week ago when location edit approved. And this was a location edit from before you could only do 10 or so meters in app. Wow. And I, I see it move and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did move that bridge from, you know, the footpath to onto the bridge. Good work past me. But like, <laughs> I completely forgot I did this. And I had nominated yeah, a new waste spot yeah. there, so the bridge disappeared. So, whoops. Yeah. Whoopsie. Yeah, I actually made a spreadsheet because I was doing so many that I wanted to make sure that I wasn't double dipping. I used to have a spreadsheet, but because you probably didn't do many nominations through Scanner Redacted. The scanner redacted when you do no. an edit, it just would send you a email that said scanner redacted. And you've done an yes. edit at this portal. It would say nothing else. Yeah. I kind of miss that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least they weren't lying to me. Anyway, Correct. I from my heart, I love it. And like we went into this article in a lot more detail and depth than I think Jamal had intended. So we did have a second topic we were going to talk about with you today. Um, talking about the Wayfarer app and what we want to see from it. But I think we will save that for another show. And if there's anything you want to add before we jump to break about what you'd like to see from the Wayfarer app, um, just let us know. I think the one thing that I've noticed in the last week or so that I think I would have put in the article is Pokemon Go specific. So they added in... Like when you go to the nomination, you have to click the pin on the map to put your stop in. It shows you other stops, right? But it doesn't show you all of the way spots that are there, right? So I had a, par- yes. a playground that I was going to submit that's in Ingress. And it's not in Pokemon Go and it didn't show up on the map. I think that would be the one thing that I would put in the article for them to, to change. And that's why I think the Wayfarer app is is a good thing, like a good resource for people who don't necessarily have an Ingress account. You and can I check think that map and it will show you everything. What I like about the nearby contributions is it, it works when you're locally and you're submitting on the go for the casual nominator who's not grabbing from their camera roll. Mm-hmm. It's a good, oh, wait, this is already in Niantic Systems. I won't try. But for us who use right. camera roll, it is frustrating that we don't see it. And Ingress still hasn't added that feature because I know right. a lot of Ingress agents say, well, everything is a portal. I'm like, well, I can point to 32 poker stops that I know of that aren't an Ingress in my city. Right. So, yep. And we don't even have sponsored locations. So like, it just... Yeah, we just yeah. started getting those recently. Also, we do have sponsored locations, but they're just the Play Pokemon stores. Just before anyone comes at me in the comments. But <laughs> I think... Well, Chris, Chris, I think... It's I think time for a break because yeah. Jamal yeah. has been We're gonna... giving me the I need to use the toilet face for at least half an hour now. So I think we better let him <laughs> take a quick break and... I know it's your show, Jamal, but I thought, you know, even numbers, it just feels right for me to take over the break. And Chris, thank you so much. And I'm sure our listeners have loved listening to your takes on it because let's face it, the Wayfarer is something we all love, especially our listeners love it, or they're curious about it. 
and to see someone actually put it up on GoHub and actually talk about it publicly probably got people in the system or engaging with the system again. And for those who did jump in on GoHub a month ago, thank you for coming back to Wayfarer. We hope you enjoy your stay. But yeah, I think it's time for a break. Yep, let's roll to break and we will be right back in just a second. What's up, fellow Way Spotters? This is Coach Kev here, and you're listening to the Way Spotters podcast. And you better share this with a friend, otherwise, you're going to be sleeping at the bottom of Lake of the Moon with Geodude tied to your ankles. This is Sea Princess HB, and you're listening to Way Spotters podcast. Oh, Jamal, your dad jokes are the worst. What did the full glass say to the empty glass? Hey man, you look drunk. What band was better than the cure? The prevention. My teachers told me, hey, you'll never amount to anything because you procrastinate too much. I told them, you just wait. What does Snoop Dogg use an umbrella for? drizzle I gave up my seat to an elderly person on the bus that's how I lost my job as a bus driver my buddy got a job at a paperless office everything was just great until he needed to use the bathroom what did the iceberg say to the romaine on Friday let us celebrate Why did the taxi driver get fired? His passengers didn't like it when he went the extra mile. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming back from the break. You were listening to the Wayspotters podcast with Lachlan and Jamal and our special guest today, Pokemon Professor Glau, a.k.a. Chris from GoHub. And we have just had a riveting conversation about the article that Chris wrote, and we're going to link it in the show notes for all of you to go and read it. If you love Wayfarer, like I love Wayfarer, and like Lachlan loves Wayfarer, this is an article that you not only need to read, you're going to want to read this and possibly read it twice, and then reach out to Chris on his socials, which he'll tell us about later. So Lachlan, I know you haven't heard the dad jokes just yet, but they were really, really good this week. Although I do have a new life hack for the dad jokes, Jamal. Oh no. What is your life hack? Find someone else who finds them vaguely amusing and watch their reactions to it. And my favorite thing was this week was that playing some Pokemon Go with friend of the show, Cow in a Suit. And we were listening to the Milo episode just to sort of do the the early listen to the first draft. And I just sort of turned my head and watched him try and finish figure out the punchline. And it is my favorite thing to do now. So I now have something to do that's entertaining. Um, and just the, the, the comments of saying, oh, predictable, predictable, predictable. All right. But that's somewhat well, that's okay. That's I, okay. I got some feedback, both good and bad, about one dad joke, and it was probably the most feedback I've got about any dad joke. So, Chris, I don't know if you've listened to this episode yet, but the joke went, Hey, I'm not a gynecologist, but I'll take a look. And I got so <laughs> thank you. See, that's funny. And I got there was a few people that were like, not your best material. Then I got some people were like, oh, my God, I had to pull over the car because that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. So you guys will be very entertained, entertained by the dad jokes this week. But Lachlan, 
I want to play the 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 most requested sounder out there, and it's the sounder for Call of the Week. 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 Definitely just a Doctor Who ripoff. So this week's Coal of the Week, we have two this week. This week comes to us again from Courtney, Mouse, 558855. And Courtney reached out to us and they said, Dear Jamal and Lachlan, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast very much. I've binged all of your episodes over the last month. Love it. Please keep up the good work. Thank you. I've encountered this wonderful coal the other day and thought it might make you guys laugh. I also enjoyed Lachlan's German and would love to hear more. So here's a nice German coal for you. Enjoy, Courtney. So, Courtney, thank you so much for emailing us at wayspotters at pokemonprofessor.com. And you, too, can have your coal on the show if you send your coal to wayspotters at pokemonprofessor.com. So, Lachlan. Dankeschön, Fräulein Courtney. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not even going to attempt this one. So we'll link this on our socials and you'll be able to, I'm, I'm just going to turn this over to Lachlan right now. He's going to do this whole thing in German and Chris and I are going to sit back and enjoy the carnage. Give me 30 seconds just to mentally prepare to shift my brain away from my favorite language. Um, and my favorite language being the Queen's English, not the American's English, because I was having a whole conniption over Pikmin Bloom this week. Side note, where I found out another word that Americans spell differently, and I was looking at it, and I was typing it into my notes when I was planning what costume decors I still need, and I was like, why is it saying this is spelled wrong? I'm just copying it from the Pikmin Bloom app. So, consistently, I'm getting, you know, messed around by y'all over there. But, to, to the complete side point of this, I'm just basically stalling for time while I try and figure out... Uh, what I'm going to say for this, because this description might it might hurt, but let's see how we go. So, the Titel und Berseringbum, which is title and description, <laughs> uh, of this boy spot is Ablauf der Zitao Klanglager. And I probably butchered that, but it could be worse. And it translates directly to, Jamal, the outflow for the Zittau sewage treatment plant. Yes, it does. Now, the description (laughs) reads, Hier lauft der Ganganite Albusfasser der Stadt Zittau aus der Klanglange in der Nisse. So that translates to, supposedly, Here the clean water from the city sewage treatment plant flows into the river Nice. So, ah, I could have butchered that worse, but for a blind reading at 2.20 in the morning on a Monday morning, I think I did all right. You did pretty good there. So do you want to explain what we're looking at here and why this is cultastic? Well, I've got waste spots around me that look like this, so I'll let someone else handle it. <laughs> Chris, what do you think about this? Would you, would you, would this be cold to you or would this be good for you? I, I, this is coal. It, I, I don't, I don't care where the poop comes out. 
I don't think this is necessarily something that needs to draw the attention of, of someone yeah. exploring the area. Safe pedestrian access. There was a few things that I could use for this, but um, I think the point I, of this I would probably go more, location inappropriate. That too. Yeah, I, I think the point one. of this call from Courtney was to get Lachlan to um, to speak German. And, and Courtney, after you hear this, if you want to just keep emailing me and on Jamal's shows, we'll get Lachlan to speak German. And, and you never know, Lachlan might end up being fluent in German after this. Ein Kleinlager ist Wichtag für den Elhet des Okay-System in Ursinflussen. Dieser Ort soll zum Nachdenken über unsere Umwelt und dessen Schutz angerennen. That was the supporting info. And um, Jamal, what do you think that means? Here you can see environmental protection live in action. A sewage uh, treatment that's plant not a is live important. Animal. <laughs> that's not a live animal. It's close. Well, you never know if you count amoebas. Um, a sewage treatment plant is important for the preservation of our river ecosystems. This location promotes thinking about environment and how to protect it. Now, I wanted to draw Boy, attention to the supporting info because they've done their best to sell this literal shithole. They sure have. <laughs> <laughs> now, that supporting information had a lot of Jamal sauce on it. I love it. I love it. So I think Lachlan says he's seen some of these in his area, so he's going to refrain, and Chris and I say, Coal-tastic. Well, it's not necessarily from a sewage output, but it's basically a block of concrete over some pipes that come out of sewage, which... I think someone called a bridge, which I think is technically a culvert. <laughs> but, you know, during the Great Footbridge craze of 2019, anything that said bridge was fine. Even Jamal's house. Would it sure was. Yeah, a bridge sure to Terabithia. All right. Call number two. So, Chris, this one is all you. So there's a link there that you can click on to make that a little bit bigger. But if you could do us a favor, describe the picture, read the title and description, describe the supporting photo, and then read that info. This one is all you. All right, so this one is a, it looks like a red Camaro behind glass. Uh, the description is 69 Camaro. And, or sorry, the title is 69 Camaro. The description is 69 Pokemon that can be seen at Todd Steers. Now, this doesn't look like a Bellsprout to me. And uh, as everyone knows, Bellsprout nope. is Pokemon National Dex number 69, which is entertaining because it was the 69th, you know, Pokemon in the the games originally added, and its mouth is a giant suction hole, which I just I I, I can't not laugh at. <laughs> like someone in Japan knew what they were doing <laughs> when they did that. They yeah, did. you can't tell they me did. that was an accident. Yeah, and so, the, the the supporting photo is just like a parking lot, a not very well paved parking lot. Oh, and we no. forgot to say this came to us from friend of the show, First Ham Tarot which you also quoted in your article. So I wanted to tie that all together. Yes, so did. friend of the yes, show, first Sam Tarot. So why, what's wrong with this, Chris? Why is this a coal? Why is this coal-tastic? First of all, that's a terrible photo. Um, it, it's very reflective. And I, I don't necessarily think that a 69 Camaro is, is worthy in and of itself. Um, the second, the description mentions Pokemon, which is a big no, no. Um, and and third, that this, that supporting photo doesn't tell me any anything about where it is. <laughs> it's a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, like and that's this is the, one of the big things for me. Like it's it's your supporting photo should have your nomination in it, so it gives me more context as to where it is. Right, this is just a car in some guy's garage, for all I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, very interesting. Well, thank you for that. Well, listeners, hope you enjoyed Cole again. I really enjoy having Lachlan speak German. I think we should start a new thing. Send us stuff from around the world in different languages. Lachlan has read Norwegian. He's done Spanish. Now he's done German. Let's see where we can get the furthest place away from Australia that speaks a different language. And let's see how bilingual, trilingual, quad lingo we can get Lachlan to be. I've already I been to America, be Jamal. We speak one language over here. We speak English. No, you don't. Oh, we don't speak the Queen's English. Excuse me. Yes, you don't speak English from the country called England, where the language of English originates from. I'm sorry. Chris, last week when when Milo from the Incense podcast was on with us, I was the outlier. They were speaking the proper English, and I'm over here with the slang English from the from the, the colony that broke away from, from the from the colonizers, and you know, they they were all in lockstep with their, their perfect perfect English. But I think this is a good time, Chris, for us to start to wind down. And one thing that I definitely want to do is I want you to tell all of the listeners of the Waste Spotters podcast where they can find all of your content from YouTube to GoHub to Twitter to Reddit. Um, let us know where we can find you. Maybe even tell us about some of the other articles you wrote. But I want to give you the next few minutes to just kind of break down for our listeners where they can go and find all of your material. Uh, my YouTube is Professor Glaw. My Twitter is Professor Glaw. Um, I have an Instagram, Professor Glaw. It's all the same handle. I got, and that's spelled uh, G L A W, correct? That's that is correct. Yes. Okay. And all my articles on GoHub are listed as Glahantojar. Like I said, I do mostly data mine articles. I wrote a big one about the Zerua debacle. Um, kind of putting that timeline together. That was. I got a lot of interesting feedback on Twitter about that one. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, news articles, just stuff like that. Um, I have a, I'll send you the link to my, uh, the restaurant in Plattsburgh article, um, timelining the year and a half that it, it took me to get that one through. That might be interesting for your, for your listeners to read through. Um, that was a bit of a labor of love for me. And funny enough, I actually got that approved after I had moved away. So I haven't even seen it. <laughs> well, you can use well, the great. Wayfair app to find it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, this was fantastic. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show with Lachlan and I. We really appreciate it. And we really want to make sure that we give, um, you know, white glove service to all of our guests. But secondly, Chris, I want to thank you for writing this article, which was... Um, inspiring to me and one of our community members Lucifer, sent me the article and was like hey have you read this yet and you published this on october the 7th and i think it was like the 9th or the 10th when Lucifer sent it to me and i hadn't seen it yet and i was like oh and i sent it to lachlan and i it was probably some ungodly time in the middle of the night for lachlan because it was like during the daytime for me and i'm like read this read this we need to have this person on so I want to thank you for being a positive member of the Wayfarer community and now a friend of the Wayspotters podcast. And anytime you want to come back, you can. And we just want to thank you so much for caring about Wayfarer as much as Lachlan and I do. And I think at the end of every time we have a guest on, I always try to figure out if 
the the guest is on Team Lachlan or if they're on Team Jamal, and I think you're kind of on Team Lachlan. I'm a little more of a cowboy, <laughs> a little more wild, wild west, and I think you're probably a little more where Lachlan is and probably where I should be, but I'm not. I so, just appreciate uh, congr- the analytical side, Jamal, where we're actually looking into why things are happening, not just expecting them to be different and understanding yeah, why know. certain rules and restrictions are in place and then getting frustrated when people ignore said rules and restrictions. Mm-hmm. I don't ignore them. I just put a little nuance, a little a little sauce on them, a little Jamal sauce. <laughs> but I do want to remind listeners that this is episode 44, which means Jamal, at the next show you will be listening to after this is Jamal's promised live patron recording show. So pay attention to socials for when Jamal decides when we're recording that, because I don't even know yet. So remind hey, Jamal. That's why we that's why we're recording this show on Sunday the 6th in the U.S. Because that gives me like nine days to plan this next episode before it drops. So we'll be in good oh, At least hands. more than nine days, but you got to get yeah. it ready before Thanksgiving. Uh, but that's this, right, because I'm going to need time to edit that show. So that's why I'm saying nine days to give me time to edit. I think, um, listeners, I hope you had a good community day yesterday for Pikmin Bloom or for Pokemon Go. And as you're listening to this, it's a second Sunday event in Ingress. So hopefully if you're out participating in whatever this month's second Sunday is, you enjoy that. But I do want to tease an upcoming segment that we are bringing to the show, which I'm still working on a title for. So if you want to suggest titles, um, let me know. But it's basically for when Jamal and I have someone we want to talk to and bring on the show. But due to time zones, we physically can't line up. Uh, And Jamal or I has a side chat with them and we just insert like a 15 to 20 minute chat into a show. So I tentatively suggested Lachlan drives and chats with someone. But like, I'm open to suggestions, listeners. So if you have an idea for a new name for this segment of just small chats with Jamal and Lachlan... Uh, with guests that Lachlan drives think- and chats. Wow, that's going to go way off of the Q <laughs> meter. You're going to have to get a little more creative than that. Hey, we happen to have a writer on the show right now, so maybe offline he can give you some ideas that are not as boring as Lachlan drives and chats. <laughs> Although, I, I will say about uh, Glor here, uh, Chris, sorry, <laughs> it's the 2 a.m. brain. Yeah, it's fine. That uh, Trainer J would be very proud, uh, big fan of the Ingress for- uh, community forums on Ingress and for Wayfarer on how long your title headlines are. So he would appreciate the many, many words that are in there because <laughs> I appreciate them. But um, I think if any of our listeners has an idea of what we can name this new mini segment, um, please let us know. The first episode of it will be dropping inside episode 46. And I recorded that this week. So while driving after doing some wayfinding, but it could be a, a Zoom call. It could be a recorded session. It could be just a live chat with people that Jamal and I have on our travels. And um, we can't wait to bring a new feature to the show. And I know featuring Cole this week was the first time we featured it in a few weeks, but next week is going to be Coltastic. So I can't wait to share that with you. Oh my goodness. Awesome. All right. So thank you for listening to this episode of Wayspotters. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, there's a few ways that you can show us. First, follow us on Twitter, at Wayspotters. We are incredibly responsive, and one of us is usually awake to answer questions. You can also rate us on the podcast service you're currently listening to us on, such as Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple, Google, iHeartMedia, and many, many others. If you ask me, five stars are the best stars, and it really helps the show. Secondly, go to our website, www.wayspotters.com. 
From there, you can get links to everywhere you can download the show. You can also send us a message directly from the website, or you can email us, wastebotters at pokemonprofessor.com. Third, for our American listeners, you can leave us a voicemail on our hotline, plus 1-704-426-3710. You never know, your voicemail may appear on an upcoming episode of the show. Or you can do what is Lachlan's favorite. Lachlan, what's your favorite? Just, just send me your voice in it. Just send us a tweet with your voice. Send us an email with your voice. Send us a DM with your voice. Just send us your voice because we'd love to physically hear from you. It's more fun when we can hear what you're saying because that way we get your emphasis right on the words and the syllables. Yes, and finally, huge thanks to Chris for joining us today. And if you're not a member of the Pokemon Professor Network Patreon, you can join for as little as $1 US a month. You will have access to the Discord for the entire family of shows across the Pokemon Professor Network, including Wastebotters, Special Conditions, Gotta Watch Jamal, uh, uh, Gotta Watch Them All, sorry, uh, Purified, Purified Podcast, and Lured Up. It's a fantastic place with fantastic people. With that, we look forward to you listen to us, listening to us again, and may all your nominations be shiny. Thank you for listening to Wastebotters. Bye. Bye.